welcome to Creepy Critters, a podcast where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lower detail with a guest. With me today is someone who is very deserving of their of their little goblin status. Ro! I mean, in my own way, I am um, a creepy critter. I am a cryptid. Um, I'm very happy to be here. I wanted to talk about some old shit. And what's better than something that was written in a newspaper from 1885? I mean, 1835, I mean. Oh. And lies about the moon. Well, my wife... I'm already interested. Please tell me more. In August, on August 25th, uh, 1835, uh, there was a there was basically a series for I think it was seven days. I want to say uh, of articles where some dude just wrote a bunch of lies about the moon because he had a telescope and he wanted, I guess, attention. I don't know. Uh, and, uh, so when I found out about this, I found, I decided to, you know, look for some, the articles because, you know, they, like, you can find a lot of articles of like newspapers and stuff. Like it's, it's kind of weird how you can find articles from like the 18, 1800s from newspapers, but you can. And, uh, let, first off, let me tell you the most boring thing to read for most of it. I guess at that time, only people who are highly educated would be writing. Or reading. And they just loved to drew it. Yeah. Or reading. So, like, they just they just wanted to show it. And, like, most of it was, like, Teflon. But they got some really good stuff. And I got excerpts from it. Because each article was, like, maybe, like... I would say anywhere between 2,000 and 3,000 words. That sounds like the worst. Like, which it's kind of like, you know how... Um, it, it, Charles Dickens was paid for like every word, so he really, really went on. I guess it's kind of like that. Yeah, and it was. Let me tell you, just <sighs> hard to read. But luckily, um, I found two sources. I found like a TLDR, basically, yeah. of like you know the interesting stuff, and I kind of you know skimmed through it after that, and also I found a child's book. Well, about it. Uh, I have the uh, reading comprehension of a child and the attention span of a child, so I've al- I'm already sold. So it's it's almost bedtime for Roan over there. So I think you know to just let them uh, go to sleep a little better. I thought I thought I thought I'd read uh, them the uh, a book today called The Great Moon Hoax. No, no, written by Franklin M. Uh, Bradley or Branley. And illustrated by Richard oh, E. Brown. Classic Richard. All right, I've got my um, I've got my hot cocoa. I'm snogging in my blanket. I've got my little um, wee willy winky calf on. Um, my little um, my my long johns. Um, and I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for some moon lies. In 1835, a New York City newspaper printed some stories about flying animals that lived on the moon. Later. These stories became the Great Moon Hoax. A hoax is a sort of trick or joke. You could call these stories the Great Moon Joke. Here's the way it happened. In the summer of 1835, people were not buying and reading the New York Sun newspaper. The owner of the paper was worried. 
he told his editor, Richard Locke, that unless they sold more newspapers, the New York Sun would have to go Holy out of business. Holy shit, I just realised. Um, I was watching something about fake news the other day. And I think um, my mum mentioned, I was watching it with my mum, and my mum mentioned that the first ever case of fake news was in a newspaper that's funnily enough called The Sun. And we found that funny because The Sun in the UK is a right-wing, like, dish rag. It's the worst. Um, So, like, this must be the fake news story. It feels like I'm going full circle. I'll be able to sleep well tonight. Richard Locke had a lively imagination. He knew that people were interested in the moon because it was far off mystery. They wondered what it was really like. Did plants or people or animals live there? Were there lakes and streams and hills and valleys? And I'm going to show you the pictures because this I'm is a so picture ready. book as I'm well. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for the pictures. You, you, you know I stand pictures. So here's a picture of a really sad little, little uh, I guess, village at the time. And it's just a, a stack of paper that says unsold. It's someone leaving. Well, it's... I mean, they're so big that nobody could carry them home to read them. That's probably why. They needed to downsize. Oh. I mean, I th- well, actually, you know what? The perspective on that is weird. I was gonna say, <laughs> no, like they are—they are massive. Like unless unless those buildings are like a mile yeah, away or something. Buy our giant papers. <laughs> what uh, are we doing wrong? We we have a seventy-five pound newspaper. It's filled with all of today's news. Why will well, people buy um, it? Well, John, perhaps you should stop making uh, newspapers for giants. No, I will not alienate our target demographic. <laughs> the giants deserve to know. Since everyone wanted to know more about the moon, Locke decided to invent stories about it. He hoped people would buy the newspaper to read the stories. If they bought enough newspapers, the sun would not go out of business. Locke's make-believe stories about the moon became known as a great moon hoax. The first story appeared in the first story appeared in New York Sun on August 25th, 1835. A story told about an astronomer who had seen the telescope through a lar- sorry, who seen the moon through a large telescope. The telescope, the largest one in the world, was so powerful that the trees and plants could be seen on the moon. According to the story, the astronomer was John, uh, was Sir John Herschel, an Englishman who set up his telescope in Cape Town, South Africa. Well, oh, the so fucking f- English are liars anyway, so... I mean, yeah. And here's that liar. Um, for everybody at home, uh, is he's just showing me a picture of a mirror. He's clowning me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's basically a dude that has a, like a big... Nate again. Yeah, it's just a, a big, like, telescope. It's I like the art in it. It's very, it reminds me a lot of the, um, like, where the wild things are and stuff. Yeah. Which that was that, the, uh, of the time. It, this was made in the 70s, 73. Right. Huh. Lock- just an astronomer and his dummy thick uh, telescope. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> Man, I'm not quick enough. 
I'm not quick <laughs> enough. Okay, wait, no, but I can't be quick enough. Colonel, I'm trying to sneak past the main people, but my just my telescope is dummy thick and keeps alerting the plants. Uh, so, <clears throat> Locke wrote that Herschel seen rivers, streams, and oceans like were as thick as tropical jungle. Locke hinted thick. that there might be animals living on the moon. He didn't tell too much in the first story because he wanted the readers to buy the paper the next day, and the days after. He hoped that this would make people want to read more about the moon, and they would buy many newspapers. Within a few hours after the story being printed, every copy of the newspaper was sold. People in the street shouted for more information. In the second story, Locke Who did told- they shout to? I don't know, they're just like, they're just hey, give me more shouting. papers! <laughs> Hey, Moon, tell us your secrets. Uh, I need more Moon lies. <laughs> give me, give me those horny old main bat wing assholes. We hey, want Martians. People, people don't know about that yet. Oh, oh, uh, well, but they will. Something? I'm gonna read. I'm gonna be reading about them. And also the drama has monkeys in it instead of naked people, so well, because they're cowards. Apparently oh, well. children looking at horny winged people. Like <laughs> cowards. Um yeah, go on. In the second story, Locke told of other things Herschel seen on the moon. That there were bright red gems sixty to ninety feet high. Even mountains glistened as though precious stones were set in them. And here's some, some pictures of flowers. No. And and just well, a pile of jewels. Well, the uh the moon economy is crazy right now. Yeah. <clears throat> the second story also reported that the lens of the telescope was two hundred feet across and weighed fourteen hundred and fourteen thousand. 826 pounds. The telescope was so powerful that the astronomer saw flowers growing on the surface of the moon. Some of the flowers were tall. Others were on vines that crept through the moon rocks. Now, everyone talked about the moon. Other newspapers copied the story from the sun. A moon madness gripped New York and swept across the world. People wanted to know more about what else John Herschel has seen through his amazing skeletons. Skeletoscope, yes, <laughs> telescope. It only sees bones. <laughs> oh, it's spooky. <laughs> the third story is more exciting than the first. It reported animals were living on the moon. Locke wrote that that Herschel's seen herds of brown four-legged animals, which look something like small buffaloes. They are different from any other animals that lived on Earth. And here's what they look like. I cannot wait for these mini buffaloes. Yeah, well, you will you will hear about them in too much detail. <laughs> too much? Oh. Too much, yeah. You, you seem to expect too little of me. <laughs> my, my level of toleration for things. Now, now, people were more curious than ever. News of the plants and jewels on the moon had interested anyone, but the animals really excited them, because they're just monsters. Uh, People wanted to know if there were men on the moon. Well, there will be eventually. Uh, six or seven days later, 
Locke reported that Herschel's seen people on the moon. I wonder where he got that idea from. Um, these people were four feet tall, and their bodies were covered in short, shiny hair. Their faces were yellowish in color and shaped like chimpanzees. See, that was not what they drew in the paper. They drew some real hot-looking people. Well, now you're just going to have to show me a picture of the the, the, the sexy, sexy moon monkeys. Oh, I will. Um, Their faces were yellowish in color and shaped like a chimpanzee's. The moon people had sheer rings, wings that stretched from their shoulders to the calves of their of their legs. When their wings were not in use, they folded snugly against their backs. The moon people sometimes flew from tree to tree and sometimes skimmed over the lakes as if they were skating. And here's here's what they here's what they drew. It looks very idyllic. It looks nice. Yeah. It's just a bunch of just- a bunch- Bunch of flying monkeys, just kind of being happy, just going all over the place. Very Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The Moon Hoax series w- had been excited from the start, but the people continued wanting more details. But suddenly the stories ended. There were no more facts. According to the lock, someone left the cover off the telescope. The sunlight streamed in, and it, and the heat melted the glass. The moon man could no longer be seen, nor the trees, the plants, nor the lakes and streams and flowers. However, or the sexy, sexy monkeys. No, 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 the sexy monkeys. However, Locke wrote that Herschel would write a book about everything he's seen. Of course, there's no such book. It was part of the hoax. But there really was an astronomer named Herschel. Sir John Herschel, a famous English astronomer and author, had set up a telescope in South Africa in 1835. He had done studies of the stars and of the southern sky, but never saw trees and other living things on the moon. When John Herschel heard that lock of Locke's stories, he thought they were among the funniest stories he's ever heard. Surely, he said, no person in his senses would take a word of this seriously. Of course, all the women would, because they're silly. I'm joking. But that's pretty much what they would say. Jeez. Yeah. I, was like, I, was, I, was, I was like, oh no, <laughs> sir. I'm about to go back in time and murder uh, John Herschel. I'm going to smack it down. I'm going to smash him and his dummy thick fucking... All the women in the octoroons would believe that, of course. No. Uh... But people believe these stories. Today, it's hard for us to understand why. Maybe it was because the stories were printed in a newspaper. And many people believe everything they uh, read in a newspaper. Or people believe the stories because some scientists in in the story made sense. Suppose you read stories in your newspaper, like those written by Richard Locke. You wouldn't believe them. After all, you know that men walked on the moon and brought moonwalks rocks back to earth you've seen photographs of the moon which are so clear to show the tiny rocks since you know a great deal about the moon a writer would have had a hard time making you believe that there are trees small buffaloes and man-like creatures living there suppose your uh, newspaper printed a story explaining the uh, that astronomers had discovered a planet like ours and that there are people on that planet that look like Earth people. Would you believe it? Roan? You dummy. 
Me? <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Me? <laughs> I I actually wrote that specifically to to bag on you. Oh, um, well, if you want my opinion, um, I would probably be like, well, there's a very good chance that there's a planet that it has viable life on it, and whatnot. In a a near infinite universe, there's a near infinite possibility of there being someone who looks exactly like me on another planet. God, and I'm gonna have to kill my double now. Now oh. that I know that. Yeah. I'm gonna get some water real quick. I just talked a lot in a row. So, That's okay. Go ahead. I'll just talk to the people at home. Hi. Um, while Jesse's gone, um, let's have a talk, you and I. So, I feel like, you know, we've gotten to know each other lately in the past, and I feel like our um, relationship can get to the next step. I mean, you know, you've met my parents, I've met your parents, and I real feel, really feel like we just click, you know? And um, Okay, I'm back. You know, I just feel... Oh, hi, what's up? Okay. Well, I guess I'll figure out whatever you're saying. <laughs> no, bit. no, I was just having a talk to the uh, listeners at home. We'll, we'll carry this on later. Uh, carry okay. on. Okay, well... Um, yeah, I thought that, that that book was actually a good primer on what the whole thing was about. Um, basically, someone literally made up lies uh, to, you know, sell newspapers, which is something that no one would ever do nowadays. No, I mean, I've never... That's, this is a first for me. I, I, I mean, no one is ever going to do that again. I'm glad that that stopped no. in 1835. And we yeah. didn't get in a world war world war about what seventy years later. About well, it. I'm glad that every, uh, we all have journalistic integrity now. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, no one ever tells lies. Yep, no one ever tells lies. It's it's pretty. It's so yeah. Uh, so I got some uh, I got some excerpts from the actual articles mm-hmm. that. Uh, because honestly, as I said before, um, they're like t- 2,000 to 3,000 words each, which isn't hard to read most of the time. Like, that's that's not hard to read most of the time at all. That's like 12 pages. They're like double-spaced. But it was like Teflon, most of it. There was a lot of going into way too much detail. Um, kind of one of the reasons why I don't like reading Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings book. Or most right. J.R. Token stuff, because it's just way too much detail for stuff that doesn't matter. J.R. Token, am I right? Haha, <laughs> I know. Booth. I know. Also, um, I, I don't know, I'm just gonna throw this. Oh, uh, fuck C.S. Lewis as well? I don't know. For no yeah. reason, really. Well, actually, no, yeah, he just, did. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. They both, they both knew each other, and that's they wrote like each other, too, and I hated it. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Just J.R.R. Tolkien is just like Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien. Um, just said too much when he just could have just I don't know said three things. Well, it's one of the reasons why they translated well into books because it was a lot of visual stuff. I mean, well into movies. I think the movies are actually better than the books. And uh, come yeah. at me, I guess. So, no, no, but, I completely agree. Do you know how much of a slog it is to get through The Hobbit? It is, yeah, well, I mean, it's a slog to get through the movies as well. 
but I mean, mm, yeah, yeah. But but they translate really well to a visual medium. But, but whatever. So speaking of visual medium, uh, let's talk. Uh, so this is so these are uh, so the excerpts that I'm taking uh, these from. Uh, this is well the excerpts from I have some excerpts from day two. Uh, mm-hmm. Here it was on Wednesday, August twenty sixth, eighteen thirty five. And this is the title of the of the article. <laughs> Great astronomical discoveries lately made by Sir John Herschel, LLD, FRS, and C at the Cape huh? of Good Hope from supplementary from supplemental to Edinburgh Journal, uh, Journal of Scientists continued from yesterday's sun. <clears throat> I Jesus, never that alone was just like the most boring thing I've ever heard said. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's interesting stuff in here. I just had to go through it. So, I never heard so vividly of Byron's smile. The tale of the right horse in uh, revolution at the foot of this boundary hill was a perfect zone of wood surrounded by the whole valley, which was about 18 or 20 miles wide at its greatest breadth, about 30 in length. Small uh, small collections of trees of every imaginable kind was scattered about the whole luxuriant area. Semicolon. Um, and they were mag- magnifiers blessed in our pa- uh, painti- panting hopes with specimen of conscious existence. So, um, I had a, I had a teacher, like a Oh, sorry, I had a professor in college, yeah. an English professor in college, who also taught my film classes, uh, who hated semicolons, hated them. Like, what he would say is, you don't put a yield sign and a stop sign right, right next to each other. If you have to, if you have to clarify yeah, no, something, makes- just make another sentence. Yeah, no, that makes sense, actually. That's why a lot of, like stuff from the mid-19th century is the worst thing ever to read. Because they just, like, they don't know when to stop. Like, just make another sentence. You just have to add a few words and make it a sentence. After the semicolon. But whatever. (laughs) It it, it affected me a lot. Like, I'm just (laughs) like, yes, it's a stop sign and a yield sign. Like, choose a lane. Either stop or pause. But yeah. So... In the shade of woods in the south southeastern side, we beheld continuous herds of brown quadrupeds, having all the external characteristics of bison, but more diminutive than any bison of bison. Uh, uh, yes, bison. Uh, any species of the bow's genius, uh, genius, genius, in our natural history. Its tail was that like our bow's gurinian. Uh, but in sim- uh, but its semicircular horns, its humps on its shoulder, and the depth of its dewlap, and in the depth of its dewlap, dewlap. and the length of its shaggy hair, it closely resembled the species of which I compared it. That was a long run on sentence. You could have just honestly said it looks kind of like a bison, but not completely. It's kind of smaller, I guess. And that like it. a bison. It looked like a bur- bison, but smaller and also semicircular horns. 
There. I yeah. Got it. And it's like, instead, he's like, it looked like a bison, but not quite like a bison, but like a bison. But here's how it's not so much like a bison, but it's mostly like a bison. Did I mention it looks like a bison? Hmm. Well, did you know bisons exist? Well, they kind of do on the moon, but not really, but kind of. <laughs> That being said, I do really like I do really like reading some H.P. Lovecraft stories, and he does go out of his way of making extra long sentences, but he does it with gravitas and racism. They, I, well, yes, but they're, they're <laughs> fun. I hate that he's oh, so here racist. We, here, here we go. I hate that he's so racist. I'm just glad that modern people, like a lot of like people of color and and like queer folk, kind of who also had the same, like, issues with Lovecraft. It's like, why don't we just write in the same vein, but less racist and stuff? Yeah, let's, let's just... It's just, like, appropriation of racist... Like, a racist work. It's kind of like... I guess it's a death of the author thing. Yeah, and he, he died very broken poor. And on, yeah. not that well known until later. So... Yeah, dumbass. Haha, <laughs> suck it. Haha. <laughs> Fuck you and your cat that you've named very racistly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh. Oh my god. Okay. To prepare to be bored. <laughs> I'm just upset about how he can't just say something simply. It had, however, one of the widely distinctive features. That, and he's still which talking about bison. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh my which fucking we god. <laughs> outwardly found common to nearly every lunar quadruped we have discovered. Semicolon, namely, comma, a remarkable fleshy appendage over the eyes. I mean, I was really <laughs> worried about you going with that. Comma, crossing the whole breadth of the forehead and untied to the ears and united with the ears. Sorry. So, I'm trying to imagine that. Because now all I can think is ding dongs, because I'm just like fleshy appendage, like yeah, in their yeah. crotch area. I'm just like, mm, I mean, that's exactly what <laughs> I th I thought you were talking about the dick. Uh, like, what if, what if uh, John, what if John Locke, well, what if Locke, like, just never saw a dick before, and like he found out what a dick was? It's like that's weird. I need to write about this. <laughs> oh, word, check out this thing. And the guy like, who's like, I don't know, they're in the like the the restroom or something, and this guy's just at the urinal. It's his first trip into a urinal, so he's like, I don't know. Everything's a, a big thing for him. That seemed like a bit of a um, that was not intended. The big thing, thing. Um, yeah. So so it basically has like a fleshy thing that goes over its eyes. It goes its eyes, got it. And it goes to its ears. So it has like a flesh visor. Ooh, I did like that <laughs> sentence. Ooh, that was not great. Not uh, a fan of that. Or not like a fan. Flesh flesh bangs. But ooh, not that's not better. <laughs> it turns out when you put the word flesh in front of something, it's not good most of the time. Objectively just bad. Just a bad time. <laughs> yeah. We could most distinctly perceive this hairy veil. Ooh, ooh, that's also not good. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard that in the in the inbetweeners somewhere. The hairy veil. 
That's the word. That's like the slimiest thing you've ever said. Less of that, please. Well, well, what about what? Well, it's in here. First off, no. Uh, I was I was watching like because I'm uh because I'm a trash person. I really like uh like raunchy teen dramas, uh, British teen dramas, and like comedies. Yeah. And I was watching with my friends, and like, if I want to make one of my friends like cringe, like out of her skin, uh, all I just need to do is say "clunge." Ah, cool. uh, ooh, ooh. We could most distinctly perceive this hairy veil <sighs> to be shaped like the upper outline of a cap, known to the ladies of Ma- Mary, Queen of Scots, cap, and lower. By the means of yeah, the Yeah, sure. Ear. Why not? <laughs> sure. It immediately occurred to the acute mind of Dr. Herschel that this was a provincial contrivance to protect the eyes and uh, from the animals from the extreme light and darkness which the inhabitants of our side of the moon are periodically subjected to. So they made a fleshy, hairy veil for their eyes. That the the flesh veil protects from the light. <laughs> All hell, the flesh veil. Nothing, nothing is good about this. <laughs> oh, speaking of, um, I'm going to use the concept of a hairy flesh veil in my D and D campaign because that seems a horrifying. Oh God! You know, I take it back about f- feeling bad about not joining. On examining the center of this delightful valley. We found a large branching river, abound with lovely islands and water birds of numerous kinds. A species of gray pelicans was the most numerous, but a black and white crane with unreasonably long legs and bills was also quite common. Now, Roan. Okay. How long is unreasonably long for legs? Um, I would say, um... I don't know, it's really depends on it's very subjective. Depends well, on that, context. Th- that's a thing. I don't know if this is within context or not, because like if you tell me, like in a newspaper, someone has unreasonably long legs and do not provide proof. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean a pelicans well 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 this is know, a crane. Don't this really is a, have long no, no, oh, this is a crane, okay. This is a crane. So, like, they have I long mean, legs in the first place. Yeah, I mean, famously, they have long legs. Um, So, I don't know how much longer they could be. Is it like a crane wearing, stilet- uh, a crane wearing stilettos? Or, like, platform boots? Okay, what if it was unreasonably long because it was too high for it to reach the water even with its unreasonably long bill? Oh, perhaps. Yeah, and but, it had to lay down on its side to eat. Like, that's well, unreasonable. It would probably very quickly become extinct because that's not effective yeah, evolution that's the only, at all, is it? That's the, that's the only thing I could think is unreasonable, though. I don't have a picture. You think they would provide a picture for something unreasonably long? You don't just take that as like gospel and be like, "Yep, fair enough." You know, can't argue with that. Yeah, like, like the only time I can think of some uh, of a legs being too reasonably long, unreasonably long, is if they're too long for you to exist. 
Because if you can exist with them, then they're reasonably long, and not unreasonably long. Yeah, which just kind of... It, it, that's, if nothing else, this very easily disproves the fact that there's viable life on the moon. If it's like, oh yes, unreasonably long legs. He legged too long for he goddamn bill. <laughs> uh, so, we watched their pescovorous experiments for a long time in hope of catching a sight of a lunar fish. I mean, that's just dirty. I mean, for real, dude. Like, get it out of your pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but all, semicolon. But although oh we were God. not grat, but all, but although we were not gratified in this respect, we could easily guess the purpose of which they plunged their long necks so deeply beneath the water. You know what they could have done? Get rid of the semicolon. Get rid of the but, and just make although the beginning. Maybe a comma. Yeah, that was a comma full would sentence. be nice. That, that was a that was a full sentence. Whatever. Okay, I'm just uh, now. I'm just getting petty. Uh, <laughs> no near shit. The <laughs> near the ex uh, upper extremity of these islands, we obtained a glimpse of a strange aquatic creature of a spherical form. <laughs> it's just a bunch of orbs. What the fuck? Which, which rolled with great velocity across the pebbly beach. It was Excuse lost, in which was lost sight, which was lost sight of in the strong current, which set off the angle of the island. We were compelled. However, we leave this prolific valley unexplored on account of the clouds that were evidently accumulating in the uh, at lunar atmosphere, our own being perfectly translucent. But this itself was an interesting discovery. For more distant observers who questioned or denied the existence of any humanity, of any humanity, I'm sorry, humidity on this planet. So that was day two. Okay, come. Sorry, can we go back to the fucking orb on like cruising <laughs> down the uh, lake or the river or whatever? There is nothing else on it, Road. I'm really mad because you can't just be like there's a there's a there's a there's a, like a a moving ball. It's it's like, okay. Is that, it's just end of statement. It, does, does it say anything else about aquatic life, or is that literally the beginning and end of it? It was okay. So, but I just want to I just want to discuss this amphibious creature that is basically a sphere. Yeah, like what the hell? Or, so okay, so okay, so we discussed like pelicans. They're, they're just pelicans. They're gray. You know, they they fly around. Yeah. They scoop things up. Whatever. We get that. Then we have a uh, a black and white crane with unreasonably long legs and bill, meaning that they Wait, probably. Okay, sorry, go, sorry. Go back to the pelican. I just had a thought. Like there is no difference to how it is on Earth, which implies <laughs> that pelicans are also completely a. Adjusted and capable of surviving on the moon without any adjustments whatsoever. <laughs> no, it turns out we got uh, whatever, whatever that uh, that meteor hit the Earth and and blew off a chunk of the a chunk of it to make the moon, which many people theorize is the reason why the moon is like it is and locked yeah. uh, to us. It just also Maybe. happened to have a bunch of pelicans on it at the same time. It had, it had some. It had some. It had some cranes, 
some buffalo, I guess some balls that like to breathe water and air. So it doesn't even say what colour they are or what size they are. Are they like footballs? Are they like, you know, those exercise balls? Like, um, a baseball, ping pong balls? I, I need th- to know they more. Have, well, we have to make the story. We have no more. I can't. I can't be dealing with these spe- like blank spaces. I need. I need a context. I, I. I will not be able to sleep tonight now that I don't know what's going on with these balls. I need to know more about the balls. <laughs> Ro needs to know more about balls. <laughs> Tell me about the balls, Jesse. <laughs> so, um, so here's the next part. This is a uh, day three, Thursday, August twenty sec twenty seventh. 1835 The surrounding country is fertile to access to excess between the circle and number 2 Indi- Indaman which first propose uh, to examine uh, which we propose first to examine uh, we counted no less than 12 luxuriant forests divided by open plains which waved in an ocean of of verdure, and was and there were probably prairies. Okay, like okay, sorry, like those of North America. Okay, so first off, I need to know what verdure is. Uh, I have no idea what word you're trying to say. Oh, it just means green vegetation. Oh yeah, fair enough. Just say just say green. Yeah, or verdant. Just say green, John. Yeah. Well, so... So there was, like, a bunch of forests. Luxuriant forests, which is basically just, like, you know, fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Not fancy. It means, like, rich, but it as in, like, you have a lot of something. Yeah. And then... Yeah. uh, Divided by open plains, which waved in an ocean of verdure that was probably... That were probably prairies like that of North America. So he he's just describing forest and with some plains. We have so many of those just in America. So many. Oh, there's a lot. Yep. You won't believe it, the size of these plains. In the three in three of these, we discovered a numer- numerous herds of quadrupeds. Quadrupeds, similar to our friends in the bison of the un- uh, of the bison in the valley of the unicorn. By the way, they what? was called the valley of the unicorn. <laughs> where they, oh, we were I was before. gonna say like, what, wait, did I miss a unicorn? How did I miss a unicorn? Yeah. Oh wait, but get this, they're larger in size. Ooh. Oh, uh, these, but much these larger. Ones are big boys. Yeah, these are big boys, and scarcely a piece of woodland occurred in our panorama. Which did not dazzle our vision with flocks of white or red that did that did not dazzle our visions with flocks of white or red birds upon the wing. Wait. Which did not dazzle our visions. Is he just okay. saying like he just looked at them? And he was able to look at them? <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I getting that right? Okay. So they looked at it. They saw some. They saw some bison, and they didn't yeah. have to look away from some birds. <laughs> okay. But who gives a shit? 
I mean, they are, they were created by uh, the government to spy on us. Maybe he just really hated birds and he was like, I'm not writing about birds. Fuck birds. Well, I mean, well, he, he writes a lot about flying people. Not in this part, but later. So. Okay, so, at length, we carefully explore the uh, Indominium. We found three ovals of volcanic and uh, three ovals of volcanic and storile within. Semicolon, but colon. <laughs> Without colon. Most rich colon. What? I'm not colon, sorry. A lot comma, of unnecessary sorry. punctuation in this. No, but comma without comma most rich comma throughout the level uh regions around them, comma. In imaginable pro- <laughs> uh production of bounteous soil. Dr. Herschel has classified with no less than 38 species of forest trees in nearly twice this number in plants found in this track alone, which were wide, which were widely different from those found in, uh, in any ep- or equatorial latitudes of animals. He classified nine species of mammalia and five of opera. opera. Among the former are small kinds of reindeer the elk a mook a moose no mook the mook the moose <laughs> horde, yeah mook <laughs> the horde bear the bipedal beaver the bipedal beaver oh i love this the horde bear and bipedal beaver i mean f- fine i just i love I the idea a bear a horn Oh, the last resembles a beaver of Earth in every other aspect <laughs> uh, than its des- destitution of a tail. Its invariably hap- its invariable habit of walking on only two feet. It carries its young in its arms like a human being and moves <laughs> around in an easy gliding motion. Its huts are constructed better and higher than those of many tribes of human savages. From the acquaintance and from the appearance of smoke, nearly and nearly and nearly all of them, there's no doubt of its being acquainted with the use of fire. I mean, at this point, I'm sure the um the bipedal beaver have um you know adapted and evolved enough that they um you know that they they've got their own um, industrial revolution going on right now, and soon that we're going to get beaver aliens um invading the earth, and good riddance, I say. Yeah, good riddance. <clears throat> Still, its head and body differ only in points slated from that of a beaver, except from... Wait, what? Still, its head and body differ only in the points stated from that of a beaver, and is and it has never seen... It's never seen except on the borders of lakes and rivers, in which been seen... Which has been seen... In immense for a period of sec, immersed in a period of seconds, several seconds. So, I'm confused by the beginning of that sentence. It's just saying it. It only differs. He just repeated the last sentence. I think it might have been paid by the word. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. I mean, I mean, he. I mean, he's putting. He's putting everything on like. Like eleven point five font, and 
like making the the like the mar- margins like a fraction of an inch closer double spacing just, the the double spacing the uh the periods yeah just getting as many pages out of it as possible like man kind of like when kind of like when you're um i don't know if this happened at your university but um when i was in my last year and i had like i got printing credits so i got a certain amount per year and i topped it up whenever i needed it um and i had like i don't know 2 pounds left um to use on my card and like i was just printing so much bullshit just so i could get my money's worth out of it that's where i um i've got a pi- you know the corn picture yes yeah i printed that off and now it's framed in my living room at home because <laughs> <laughs> uh. it was like i just really want i just really want to make the most of it so now i have that physically in my parents household they have not moved it they just accepted that it's there forever now uh it's gonna be it's just gonna be something that fades to the background like yeah like pretty much like grandchildren are gonna be like what's that it's, it's i don't know oh, don't worry about it so it's been there <laughs> so what do you think so far i think he talks too much oh i pulled out passages like not even that many passages and it's way too much it's just like it's so much you could shorten it by at least 75 percent by saying oh yeah there were bisons they were kind of smaller and they had like a skin visor over their eye to protect from the sun um, oh you know the light oh. and stuff and also there were orbs and also there were pelicans and cranes and there were like um beavers that walked like people and also lived in houses so remember when you said that remember when i said that he talks too much i skipped over one of the passages on accident so we have to read that as well oh fuck's sake (laughs) so the next animal perceived would be classed on the earth as a monster roan yeah oh i'm listening (laughs) it was a bluish lead color about the size of a goat with the head and beard like him like a goat are you talking about a goat it was the the size of a goat and also looked like a goat it was basically just a blue goat next paragraph let's go with a single horn slightly inclined by the way there was a there was i'm not saying all the commas there's so many commas uh Slightly inclined towards a perpendicular, the female was a, was destitute of the horn and beard, but had a much longer tail. It was Gregorius and chiefly abound in the, and I do not know what this word is. What the hell is Spell this it. word? No, no, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> it will have a pronunciation guide as well. Uh, oh, no, it, apparently there is no dictionary word for this in modern parlance so it's a c c l a v i t o u s so aclivious aclivitius uh i've I've never even heard that of that word before like okay so the the glaze of the woods in in the elegant summary summary 
So symmetry. I'm so bad at reading. In the elegance symmetry, it rivaled the el- uh, the antelope. And like him, again, who are you talking about? Are you talking about an antelope? Are you talking? Who is him? <laughs> okay. It's... Who him? Who okay. this man? Is it like the, is it like the goat? Is, is it is it like the goat? Or is it like the antelope? There's too much pronoun confusion here. Is it is it the orb? I don't know. Um, it seems to have the agile asprigrity, asprigrity, at an agile asprigrity, asprigrite, asprigrightly, sprite, sprightly. No, it's p s p rightly. Sprightly. No, 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 Wrigley. No, wait. It's not spelled S-P like sprightly, though. rightly is sprightly. Sp- you know, No, sprite. but there's a G. But there's um, a G. You know, very, like, jumpy and, like, free-moving. No, I know what it's supposed to be, but I've never seen it spelled that way. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be spelled. No, it's supposed... I, I think I think of spry. That's why. I'm thinking of spry. I'm... It's whatever. I never see that though. I never seen it written down. Okay, <laughs> I've never seen Christ. it written down. <laughs> God, the American education system has failed you. Well, I mean, I know a lot about cryptids and Marvel. So, who's the real winner? Who's the real winner? Be yes. <laughs> um, it, it by running at great speeds and springing from green turf with the, all the unaccountable antics of a young lamb or kitten this beautiful creature okay. afforded us the most exquisite amusement the mimicry of its movement uh, upon our white painted canvas was f- was as faithful and as luminous of that of the animals within a few yards of the camera obscura when seen pictures upon its taipan I'm bad at words, apparently, so I'm going to just assume yeah. that's a thing. Uh, frequently, when attempting to put our fingers uh, upon its beard. No, I didn't. I My brain is breaking because I don't understand this next sentence. Few sentences. <laughs> okay, frequently. I'm just going to read it out and just tell me what you think it means. Frequently, when attempting to put our fingers upon its beard, it would suddenly bound away to oblivion, as if conscious of our earthly impertinence. And when others would I... appear, whom we could not prevent from nibbling their herbage, to say or do what we would to them. I think I think what it's trying to say is like um it knew that. Um, the scientists could see it through the camera obscura. Do you know what a camera obscura is? Yeah, yeah, it's basically like okay. the, the like the lids and everything, like a pinhole camera kind of thing. Yeah, and they've been a thing for a, a gazillion years. Um, but like, I think it was like the clearly this goat thing is omniscient and it's completely aware of if something's if somebody's viewing it from. A completely separate planet because it yeeted itself the fuck out of the the view of the camera obscura. Okay, because like I like like I wasn't because like this does not do a lot of like actual like imagery. 
it does like no. a lot of like be- like la- uh, belabored like description. Yeah, like waffling. And like, and I wasn't. I was like, is this literally happening? Because all he's describing is he's describing things in a lot of detail. It has not done any any imagery, poetic or not. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of. I think that's what they're trying to say. It just, that's it's the so only clunky. thing I can think of. It's so clunky. It's so much. Also, say or do what we would to them. Yeah, I don't. I don't get what the hell's going on in that particular sentence. Yeah. Oh, that was a sentence, by the way. I just added periods in there. There's two semicolons. Oh, just completely disregard <laughs> the semicolons from here on out. I do not want to hear about the seri- semicolons. I, I, I will keep on pointing them out because these are what other sentences. But yes, so let's. So, which was your favorite animal? The I think orb. it's the orb. Okay, good. It's the orb yeah. is my favorite I'm, as well. I'm so interested in it. Like, I need so, to know more about this orb, but we will never know because it's over, like, almost 200 years in the past. And I am absolutely beside myself with grief that I'm never going to find out more about the orb. So, yeah, I do think the orb is my favorite. But I will say the unicorn goat thing, not yeah. bad. I mean, I'm troubled by the fact that it has the knowledge that uh, people are viewing it from a telescope. Um, I'm a little bit troubled by that, because what else does it know? What what more things? You don't worship the unicorn god? Well, God, if any, I I take it back about the bipedal um, beavers. If anything's Actually, going to come to our planet and murder us, it's going to be those unicorn goats. Actually, you know what? I think the bipedal beavers are pretty up there for me as well. But speaking of bipedal things, let's get to my second favorite part of the episode. Can they get it? Just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. Let's talk about all these animals and see if they can get it. So, Roan. Is this why you um, got me on the episode? Because oh, I no, am no, like, this is on every episode. monster fucker. No, no, this is this is on every episode. Oh, I was already point. on an episode. I am. I'm. I'm yeah. stupid. I mean, I don't I'm think you're fool. stupid. I mean, a fool, yes, but a buffoon, an utter fool, yes. So, first one we have, we have a curly horned bison. Who's smaller than a bison, but also a lot like a bison? I'm gonna I say mean, no. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say no. That um that monster cannot get it. Um no. because it's too much like a bison, and it's I'm, too much like typically if they say, not exact. It's not exactly like a bison, but it's pretty much a bison, isn't it? Like if it said like this bison, it's like a bison, but it has huge bazoombas. And I'm dangerous, I'd be giant like, yeah. <laughs> like maybe you know because that, that's that's most that's most foreign porn. I mean, really, you just you take it out and put huge bazoongas on them or a huge danger. But <laughs> I mean, it does have a, a a hairy skin visor, so I mean, it does have a hairy veil, a flesh veil, yeah. 
a flesh veil, which is among all of the animals. So, I mean, it's kind of whatever. Uh, but we, I'm going to say no. We have to take that into account, but no, no. This, no I'm not really no. into bovines. Space bovines or otherwise. So then we have the the unicorn, a bluish lead goat unicorn. Uh, it has a beard like a goat. If it's a male, and if it's not, it has no horn and beard, and it has a longer tail. Right. No, I. I mean, it looks super like a goat. It's basically a goat. It's it's a goat with a one. It's goat size, and it also has the head of a goat. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Like if you maybe if you put like a buff body, like it was the head of a goat on like a body, maybe. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I while I don't doubt that it would have the sentience level to consent to um sexual activity because it's omniscient and it's going to destroy us as soon as it figures out how to power a spaceship. Um, it's still a goat, and I'm not into that. Well, well. In the, in this segment, we assume every animal or thing we're talking about has a sentience to 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 consent. Yeah, I think I'm just slightly troubled by the fact that it is literally just a goat. Yeah, if you date if you dated a, a goat that could talk and consent, it'd be like, "Hey, what's up? I think you wasn't, look real wasn't good." Wasn't there like a, a manga about that? Have you seen that um, screenshot of that one manga page? And it's like it's like a goat. <laughs> and it's like welcome home master and then it like comes and unzips the um the person's uh oh, oh, no, stop it stop it stop it it flooded back to me and i hate you oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i hate i hate the world we live in okay <laughs> if i could go back in time and punch every nerd in the face as a child i would <laughs> including yourself Including myself, yes. Okay, so then we have pelicans. I'm going to say no. First off, I hate birds. Also, pelicans look weird. Yeah, pe- um, birds stress me out. They like now, really freak me out. Now, though, I mean, this may be contentious, but a crane with unreasonably long legs. You know who's a leg dude? Who's a leg dude? Th- th- me, me. I am. I like. I like long legs. Now, do I like how birds? Un- no. How about unreasonably but. long legs? How would you feel about them? Hmm. That's the thing. I don't. I don't have anything to compare them to. So. I guess my what I've had in my head is like you know you get those circus performers and they're on stilts and they have really really long um, trousers for them. That's kind of what I'm imagining they're like. I mean, so- I mean, if I could get a ladder, I could dive between those thighs. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. <Yeah>. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm cutting that chain of thought off right now. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now that's something that needs to be written about. That's an uncomfortable erotica. That is what? definitely something. What? what but no. Her? And I was just someone just 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 someone having having uh, intercourse with someone in the uh, in those stilts. <laughs> the circus performers, but like Stilt they're still dumb. on the stilts. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, get up here and mess with my bits, but you have to be on a ladder <laughs> to scale up them. <laughs> climb up my, <laughs> climb up my stilt legs, you naughty boy. 
<laughs> Ooh, okay. So, I'm going to say no on that one because I think it'd be too much. Also, the bill is too long. So, I yeah. mean, like if it was just the right size, maybe. But no, it's not. It's unreasonably long. Um, so then we have the one everyone loves and will love. The amphibious orb. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, now, done. do we know how? Do we know how it does its thing? Does it have? Does it even have things to put in or put on? People? I mean, does it matter? Maybe that that mouth game crazy. I mean, I don't know, but like, I kind of want to find out. I, like, yeah, even I'm if it's to find out, I'm willing to open up my heart to um to to, to fuck an orb. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, maybe it's like looning, you know, like the balloon stuff. I hope, but like flesh. I'm, I'm, up, I'm up for partaking in some AVT. <laughs> That's um, amphibious ball torture. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. Um. So I, definitely yes. So definitely, yes, I, mean, I don't know without, how. With, without a... I mean, I'm, like I said, very happy to find out. Like, I just, like... Like, I don't know how. I don't know if it's doing the sticking or you doing the sticking in. I don't know if you're rubbing up against something. I don't know what you're doing. We just know that it rolls down be, the hill. It's, it's, it's gonna be some very, um, rub-heavy action. So... Okay. Although you got to think of chafing. Uh, yeah, well, see, it's an orb, so if it's smooth enough, it'd be I, fine. I, one would assume there would be some lubrication on account of I it being amphibious. Yeah, maybe it's got like water skin or something. Well, you know how I feel about frogs. Yeah, wait, you want to get up on them? So I don't. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, hold on there. Speaking of, no, we're moving on to the next one. Uh, so there's just red or white birds. I'm just gonna say no because they're just birds that are not dazzling. I mean, so like they're not even that interesting. Them. Yeah, I mean, like they're not even they look, interesting. They looked away. Like, like they were so they were so not dazzling that they just just like okay, cool birds. They didn't even describe oh, them. Psh, whatever. Now, now here's here's what we really need to talk about. Bipedal beavers. They can use fire and they can build huts. Also, they carry they can young. Build they're young. And they can They can build huts and they can make fuck. <laughs> so they could hug you as well, which is something I need a lot of. I yeah, need lots of aftercare. hugs. I'm into that. Yeah, you know. I mean, um, but I mean, I'm just going to say it can hold you. It has it has those good arms. It has those um, good, it can, good arms. It, it can it can make fire. It has huts, so you know you can have a home. Yeah. It, it could probably even cook too. And it has obviously has a concept of um, family. So if you're into that kind of um, DDLG slash mummy dom kind of thing, that's something for you, I guess. Which uh, which I've said this before. I, I rarely hate on a class of people, but daddy dobs are definitely one of those classes of people I hate yeah, on. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna um I'm gonna make a stand and say fuck like DDLG people, but don't fuck them. 
I think I they, mean, they just they just gross suck. Nope. Yep. Foot fetishist D D D D D L G. Okay. So uh, and then we also they, have horned bear. I would say they could say fifty thousand feet away from me, but that might turn them on. <laughs> uh. So. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna say the bi- 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 bipedal beaver. A strong maybe. Yeah, it's, I'd have it to go on a date. I feel. It, it's not like the orb where I'm just jumping in immediately. You know, where they walk up to me and say, "Hey, nice shoes, want to fuck?" And I'm just like, "Yes." Uh, they have to like, <laughs> kind of wine and dine me. By the way, that was an actual pickup line someone used on one of my friends before. <laughs> it did not work. Oh, well, I was gonna say I'd have a a lot less respect for your friend if it did. Now that being said, if Ildris Albo like walked up to me and said, "Nice shoes, what a fuck," I'd be like, "Yes, please." Pick, You'd have to I'm be very attractive. My clothes off. I was like, "You didn't have to ask." Did you want me to keep the shoes on? <laughs> but the but, clown yeah. shoes stay on during sex. <laughs> so we also have horned bear. I'm just saying that just that's like just one litter away from hor- uh, horny bear. So horny, sure, horny yes. bear, and that's basically yes. an entire subset of the gay community. So yeah. So uh, then we also have like small deer, reindeer, and moose. I'm gonna just say no on that one. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We went through a lot of creatures, and uh, almost all of them failed our test, which is good, yeah. I guess, technically. Probably for the best. I mean, that orb, though, could fucking get it. <laughs> that orb do oh. be looking pretty smooth, though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, let's get to my favorite part of the show. Let's make it sexy slash make it YA slash just make a story. Where we try to make a story that would appeal to today's youth featuring these creatures. I'm ready. Um, you know, I had a lot of time to think about this, and I just didn't. So I'm gonna throw to you. I'm gonna say our main characters is. I'm gonna say our main characters is the unicorn goat, the bison that are not bison but really are a lot like bison. The orb and the bipedal beaver, and the horned bear. Why not? And yeah, why not? The horned bear can be like the comic relief character. Yeah, the horned bear. Let's let's. He's called he's called Horny the Bear, and he's the really he's a really horny friend. That's like still like you know, funny. Horny but, but endearing. Just, horny but endearing. Yes. So the opposite. Which of- basically is a, a large percentage of my friend list in the first place. <laughs> horny and endearing. Yes. Uh, so I think the bipedal beaver is like okay. So okay, wait here, here, here's what it is. Okay, so um, maybe the maybe let's make this like an '80s movie where they have to do something to raise enough money to save like the rec center or like the ski lodge or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that bipedal bipedal beaver. Uh, we're just gonna call him uh, Biv. Biff the bipedal beaver. Biv, yeah, Biv the bipedal beaver. Um, they are, they're like the main character, the kind of flubby nobody that somehow 
wins everything, despite being extremely boring and not good. Basically, it's just um, it's a the... mediocre white dude. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the director's kind of representation of themselves because they really badly want to go on an adventure, but they're like nobody really wants to go on an adventure. But they're like, but what if I did go on an adventure? Yeah, so I feel like they need to save. They need to save their. Uh, they need to buy their land that they're on, so they can have their huts and stuff. And yeah. we have a horned bear, which is his best friend, who is horny but endearing. Yeah. Uh, and maybe and as much as I want to do that, like Orb is too cool to be hanging out with them. I think, I think Orb. Okay, I think Orb, this, this is I a think, pitch. I've got a pitch. Okay. Orb is the like really sassy villain. Ooh, yeah, I was about to say that he was going to be eighties bad guy. Yeah, but like the. But super sexy, obviously. And oh, also, obviously. if he got a lot of screen time, then Horny the Bear can make a lot of jokes about balls. Of course. And he would he would do that really great crack he did earlier about amphibious ball torture. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Which would be a great laugh line. We shouldn't put it in the trailer, but we will. And everyone's just like, hey, is that, that was the funniest joke. Why'd you show it to us? But, you know. <laughs> I and I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. Yeah. Uh so I think that I think that uh that it's 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 horny it's horny bear it biv the beaver against uh the the preppy orb and the unicorn goat and the and we're going to make the uh, it's a lady. It has a long flowing tail that has like a like I don't know, it's like beda- bedazzled and stuff. It's like an uncomfortably sexy unicorn goat. Yes. And and then we have like the 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 dumb brute is the uh the bison. Yeah. Yes. So What about the um ha- what about the pelicans and the um the the cranes? They could just be in the background. Maybe the crane is like the uh the announcer of the contest they have to win. Oh, mate! What the um the skiing contest they have? Yeah, skiing contest. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a sports movie. It's a skiing sports movie. Yeah, it's just uh, if we could somehow make the uh, orb like a like a handsome uh, like a handsome kid with a uh, with blonde hair. I mean, that'd be perfect. I mean, it's already got I, the handsome part down. I mean, obviously. It has and a tactical guess, advantage because it just rolls down the snowy hill. Yeah, but it turns out being bipedal helps you when you're skiing. <laughs> and the bipedal deer... I mean, be, not deer. Hmm. Bipedal... Be, Biv the bipedal beaver uh, like did a jump that like saved him a lot of time. And like you won the race or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to talk about the orb again. So yeah, <laughs> who cares about Biv? Who cares? About orb, and we and we won't, and we won't change the name. It's just Orb. It's just it's Orb. Yep. So uh, I think we're pretty much done. So yeah, what do you have to plug? Um, I mean, well, as always, I don't have a podcast. Um, that would make me far too powerful. Um. I do, however, have 
um, an art page, an Instagram, and I've recently started reposting on Twitter. So um, my art page is Emmy Baker, artist and illustrator. Um, my Instagram page is um, Pocket of Alnatak. And my Twitter page is Symbiotic. So that's S-Y-M-B-E-A-O-T-I-C. Don't forget the name. Yep. Uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about... Well, I, uh, this is what we're on. Okay. I have an, another podcast called Alphabet Flight, where I talk about marvel characters three times a week uh we are talking about dead people at this point so have fun with that i guess and uh i also have a podcast called limited theories where i talk about a limited comic series with my friend rob issue by issue um by the time this comes out we will be talking a we'll we'll probably be doing the combo man episode would be the last one if i'm yeah it'd be combo man would be the last one that came out and uh we talked about corporate comics uh advertisements and stuff in it so yeah uh this mm. has been this has been creepy critters and um keep I don't keep know, on like, orbin yeah keep on orbin bye bye